Welcome back, Brooklyn Nets fans. So it is the All-Star break, and I figured today we'll do a first-half grades-type video, even though it's more than a half. It's probably like 70% of the season, but we're going to give grades for each Nets player that's played a pretty big role this year. We're not including Harden. We're not doing the Sixers guys, no, but for the guys that have been here for the most case, we're going to go over some grades for them. I've not talked to you guys since we finally got off the losing streak, so we won that first game when Curry and Drummond played. That game versus the Knicks, I did not react to, but that was such a great game. 28-point comeback. Cam Thomas, it was great. One of the best Nets games I've ever watched. And we could have went into the break with a three-game winning streak, but unfortunately fell short to the Wizards because Ish Smith and Raul Neto always play their best basketball versus the Nets. I don't know why it works that way, but it does. So that's pretty unfortunate. But at least they got themselves two much-needed wins right before the break. Our guy, Patty Mills, did not win the three-point contest last night. He was this close to making the finals, but just fell short on the very last shot of the first round, but I guess as Nets fans, we're kind of used to that, you know, tough losses, so it was nice to see Carl Anthony Towns win. I actually grew up in New Jersey, right near Edison, so he grew up probably like 10 minutes from me, so it's actually very cool to see that, and he had like the lowest odds, so the fact that he was able to overcome all that and still win the three-point contest is pretty cool, so congrats to him. Slam dunk champion, Obi Toppin, I mean, the slam dunk contest, let's be honest, it was not that great. It was just a lot of, um, you know, it was like suspenseful. Then they would miss like five dunks in a row. And like they used to do a time limit, which I thought was better. Now there's no time limits. They do like three attempts per dunk now, which I, I think it's kind of stupid because half the time it's not even a real attempt. So they got to fix something there with the dunk contest. I think some people put the idea out of having a one-on-one -on -one competition. That would be fun to watch in my opinion. But I don't know. We'll find out what they do next year. Anyway, let's get into the grades. Hopefully you guys enjoy the video. Leave a like always helps out a lot. And let's get into it. So we're going to start with LaMarcus Aldridge. I guess this is alphabetical order. Aldridge this year, 39 games played, a 55% field goal percentage. I mean, that's very awesome. Then you have almost 14 points per game, almost six rebounds per game. So he is not much of a defensive presence right now. I think we know that. But Aldridge has honestly had about four or five games where he's like the sole reason we won. There's been times and that's offense has not looked great. And LaMarcus Aldridge bails them out by having like late buckets in the fourth quarter, the mid-range shots and cleaning up under the basket. So for me, Aldridge gets a B plus. I'm going to try and be a little strict with the grades here. So I think a B plus is fair because, you know, there's some games where you just can't play Aldridge because of the opponents and the guys they have on the floor. Sometimes he's a bit too slow for certain personnel. But for the most part, Aldridge is a nice spark off the bench offensively for a team that needs offense, especially with Kevin Durant out and Kyrie Irving part-time. And James Harden was not really his usual self offensively for the Nets. So yeah, having LaMarcus Aldridge was definitely big. And I think he's the reason the Nets have a few more wins right now. So for me, he gets a B plus. Next, we have Bruce Brown. And if we did this a few weeks ago, we would probably get like a D or something like that. He's been disappointing this year. And Bruce has had a weird year. He started out the year getting coaches DMPs. He was just not playing in the first game versus the Bucks. I don't think he played the second game versus the Sixers. So it's been a weird start for Bruce Brown. He had a pretty nice role for this team last year, even in the playoffs versus the Bucks and even the Celtics series. But you know, Bruce Brown, the last couple weeks, I would say, has been playing much better. So that's going to bump his grade up to a C for me. That's what I'm going to give him right now. But looking at his stats, there's not much great here. I mean, he's close to 50% from the floor, which is great. Plays 21 minutes per night, 50 games played, 6.5 points per game. He's just more of the energy guy, defensive presence, gets some steals. So, I mean, that's pretty much what to do for this basketball team. But... As long as he has that floater going for him in the lane, like that's pretty much what we need from Bruce Brown. And I do think he'll be a part of this rotation going forward. It seems like Steve Nash wants to make him a thing. He's been starting more games lately. When guys get healthy, will he play more? Uh, probably not because I'm sure Ben Simmons will play
play pretty much that Bruce Brown role when he gets implemented into the offense. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Bruce Brown's been much better the past couple weeks and the Nets really needed it. So shout out to him. But for the entire season, he gets a C. Next, we have everybody's favorite net, Javon Carter, a guy who we traded for over the offseason. He was in the Landry Shamit trade. We got Javon Carter back in the pick that ended up being uh, Daron Sharp. So for Javon Carter, it's been a bit disappointing. I think as Nets fans, we had higher expectations for a guy like this. He has not shot the ball well. Not the biggest fan of passing from what I've seen. His defense, I mean, look, he gives effort, but he's not. he hasn't been great at it, I feel like. So, yeah, it's been disappointing for Javon Carter so far, in and out of the rotation, of course. He's played more because of the injuries and guys being out lately. He had a nice game versus Celtics in that blowout. We lost by like 40, but he still had a nice game there. So I guess Javon Carter's had a couple moments this year. But for the most part, it's been a disappointment. So overall, I'll give him a D. Next, we have Nicholas Claxon, a person that I feel like Nets Twitter is not too happy with right now because he posted like a, um, a story of him missing James Harden. It was a picture of him and Harden and a black heart. So people did not like to see that. But yeah, Nick Claxon, I guess, was close to James Harden. So I guess I feel bad for him in a way. But anyway, so Claxon, I think, had higher expectations this year just like Javon Carter going all the way back to game one, game two of this season. They had Nick Claxton in the starting lineup. He was supposed to be that guy who was the lob catcher, finisher, defends every position and supposed to be a part of that starting lineup. And it did not work out. So if you guys remember back to the early parts of the year, he did not have the best conditioning and he was not playing well, not finishing his lobs from Harden. They were, there was just no chemistry there whatsoever. And Nick Claxton, once again, has battled injuries. He had like the weird illness thing that was never really announced and now he has a hamstring issue. So he's played 25 games this year, plays 21 minutes a night. Uh, of course, has a high field goal percentage, nine points a game. Averages a little over one block a game. So he's been decent. That's pretty much the way I can put it. He's been decent, but I would say a little disappointing as well because I know as Nets fans, like we know that Claxton has a high ceiling. We just have not seen it yet consistently. He had a great game versus Sacramento, a career high basically in the first half in that game. So he's had his moments. I mean, the free throw percentage is still 56. You want to see that get higher, of course. And I don't know what type of role he has going forward. The Nets, of course, adding Drummond. They have another big man, a part of the rotation now with Blake Griffin, Aldridge, and now you have Drummond, probably somebody else I'm forgetting. Well, Katie and Simmons, you put them at the four and five. So Claxton doesn't have a guaranteed role going forward, and his Nets future looks a bit bleak right now, but we'll see what happens the rest of the regular season plus the playoffs. We'll see if he plays much, but... Right now, I'd probably say Nick Claxton deserves a C+. Next, we have Kevin Durant, who I think we all need back in our lives. It's been a lot more difficult watching the Nets since Durant's been out. And, of course, if he never got hurt, he's an easy A+. But because of the availability being a factor with the grading, we'll give him an A. I think he had an MVP caliber season going, 52% from the field, almost 30 points per game, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. He was playing at an MVP-type level. Just a shame that Bruce Brown's left hand had to go into his knee and then cause him to miss about a month here. So hopefully soon after the break, we'll see Kevin Durant back. But KD was so great early on when he was playing he had so many moments in the fourth quarter where he closed out games he had a couple of wins well not a couple like a few wins where he single-handedly won the game for the Nets of course he had those games where it was just him and the uh, the rookies playing together they beat the Sixers and somebody else in those games where it was just KD and nobody else then there was a game against the Pistons early on I think James Harden had the night off that game and KD dropped like 51 points so yeah he's had a few games this year where he's basically won on his own so KD's been a massive part to the Nets success this year and 
as a Nets fan, I just want him back healthy. That's pretty much it. Make sure he's 100%. Don't rush him back. Hopefully 100% for the playoffs, and we'll take it from there. But right now, because of the injury and missing some games, he gets an A. Next, we have Kessler Edwards, who's an interesting one because I don't think he was supposed to have much of a role this year, but due to the ridiculous amount of injuries and guys being out, of course, Edwards has had to play 28 games this year, 24 minutes a night. He is shooting 33% from three, 6.4 points per game. He's been playing some nice defense. So, you know, Edwards has had a weird season because, like, he didn't start the year, of course. Then he came in because of the injuries and COVID and all that. Kind of um, got himself a role on this team. He was in the starting lineup for a long time. He recently got replaced by James Johnson for a game. Then he got back in the lineup. So I don't know what's going to happen going forward. But he has not been shooting the ball that well recently. And finishing at the rim has been a problem. So his offensive game needs more polish. He's had some nice pull-up jumpers this year. The three-point shot looked really good right away. But he's not been great at it lately. So defensively, though, he's had moments where he's looked great this year. So I think Kessler Edwards you know, has to, of course, develop more as a player. He was not supposed to do much this year. So I think in fairness, I'll give him a C minus because just overall comparing him to every other player, he hasn't been great, but based on the expectations he had, which were very low, he has exceeded those expectations. So I think C minus on the grand scale of things is fair for him. And hopefully as the years goes on, he, you know, develops into a better player. Next, we have Blake Griffin, another guy who had a pretty weird role this year for the most part. He started the year with a pretty big role coming off the bench, one of the first guys off the bench. Then he had some DMPs because he had some very ineffective shooting games, of course. But recently, because of the injuries, because of guys being out, Blake Griffin's been one of those guys who's been available for the most part. And he's been in the rotation more lately. So he's been playing pretty well. I think on the season, I'll give him a C plus. The problem is a three-point percentage, which you see there is 24%. That's a big issue right now. Blake last year, I think for the last couple years with Detroit as well, has shot better from three-point range. And for some reason, he has not shot the ball well from there this season. So I remember in that Milwaukee series last year, Blake hit some big threes for this team. But now... He just can't seem to do it consistently. So I don't know what his problem is. He had a great shooting game at the Nuggets like a couple weeks ago. But for the most part, consistency has been an issue from downtown. His offensive game, I mean, it's pretty unique, of course. He's a good ball handler for his size, can make some nice flashy passes. Defensively, he has his gains, but there's also some gains where he could be better. Rebounding's kind of hit or miss with him as well. So, yeah, I mean, Blake Griffin, I think, for the most part, based on his availability, that bumps up the grade, but I'll give him a C-plus for the season. Next, we have Dayron Sharp, another rookie and another guy who was not expected to have much of a role this year, but due to guys not being available, he has played more in certain spots. He started some games. He had a few really nice games honestly now for the season there's been some you know mop-up duties some garbage time if you will towards the end of the games where he's been in there but Dayron Sharp's had his bright moments this year and some moments where you could tell he needs more work I mean he's tried his jump shot a couple times hasn't really worked out in games yet but you can see the potential there he's a very good passer for his size he's a good rebounder very good at boxing out so hopefully there's some type of future there he's not a freak athlete but he's good enough and I think he has enough like awareness to finish at the basket at a pretty high level so I like Dayron Sharp for those reasons I'll say on the season it's a D plus I don't think he's at Kessler Edwards's level but like he's just behind him so We'll give him a D plus, but definitely has a pretty decent high ceiling. I, I think he has like the potential to be a pretty important role player on the team going forward. It might take a couple years, of course, and he might not last with the Nets, who of course won a battle for a championship. So maybe he gets traded in the coming years. I have no idea. But Dayron Sharp, I could see a world where he's a pretty decent player going forward. 
I just don't know when that's going to be. Next, we have James Johnson, a guy who was signed this past offseason. He was supposed to fill in that Jeff Green role. Then it was Wilson Chandler's role before that. So this, is, this has been a role in the Nets for a while here, just like that big forward that can dribble and sometimes knock down threes. I mean, he's shooting 25% from three, James Johnson. It hasn't been great. He's not known for it. And James Johnson's been very up and down this year, very hit or miss. We saw it in the Knicks game specifically how there's times he was like one of the better players on the floor in that game and times where he looked awful. So it's just, that's pretty much the mixed bag you get with James Johnson. And because of that, I'll give him a C on the season. He's been available for the most part. So that's been great, of course. But there's parts of his game, especially shooting, where it's like you can do without it. He has way too many fouls. I feel like he's fouled out a bunch of times this year. But he does bring that hard-nosed style, not afraid to like, you know, drive to the paint and finish with contact and things like that. Much better ball handler than I expected or anticipated, so that's definitely been a nice surprise, but the shooting has been very, you know, not consistent, and the defense has been decent, but not great, so I think James Johnson for the season deserves a C. Next, we have Kyrie Irving, which of course will be a controversial one, but I'm going I'm to try and keep all the vaccine stuff out of it and just grade him as a player for the games he's been available. He's played 14 games now, and his numbers look pretty good. Three-point percentage could be higher, of course, 36, almost 37%, but for the most part, Kyrie has, he came back in the first game, looked a bit rusty, but he's been much better ever since. He had a couple games where he's had off-shooting nights, the Kings one and the Nuggets one on the road, but for the most part, Kyrie has looked like that same guy, and obviously as Nets fans, the only thing that's important to us right now is having that mandate lifted and having Kyrie play the home games because it really improves the Nets' chances of winning the finals this year if it were to happen, so... We'll see about that. But for Kyrie, I mean, I have no concerns about him, of course. Health's the biggest thing. He had that scare in Portland where he almost turned his ankle. But outside of that, he's been fine. So hopefully Kyrie, it's just the issue with the mandate. And if he doesn't get to play full time, I think we'll be in pretty decent shape. For the season, I will give him an A- minus because of the way he's played. Once again, I'm not going to factor in all the missing games. It was a Nets member who wanted to keep him out of uh, road games at first as well. Then they realized, hey, we probably need this guy, so they brought him back. So it's been a very odd year for Kyrie. We've never seen something like this, I feel like. So hopefully it all gets resolved very soon. You know, more cities are starting to lift the mandates, but hopefully New York City is soon to follow, and hopefully we get Kyrie back full-time. Next, we have Patty Mills, who I think's only missed one game this year, so his availability has been great. Great. He plays hard every night. Very reliable guy. Shooting 41, almost 42% from downtown, 85% from the line. I mean, Patty Mills has been great this year, honestly. So we know about the career he had in San Antonio. He signs here with the hopes of chasing another ring. And, you know, it's been a very unexpected year for him. I think he signed here with the expectations of playing behind Kyrie Irving, of course, and being on the bench and being like a 20, 22-minute-per-night type of guy. Now he's playing 31 minutes per game, which is not really what he signed up for, but he's been a trooper the entire time. So I will give Patty Mills an A-. minus. I mean, on the defensive side of the floor... Not too much for him, really. That's not really what he's known for. But offensively, at least, he's a guy that will, you know, work off of screens, a catch-and-shoot guy. He's created his own offense at times this year as well. And there's times this year where he's been the second-best player on the floor. So, I mean, Patty Mills has had a very big role for this Nets team, and he's a big reason why that they're in the position right now that they're in, which, you know, for the most part was a very good team in the first part of the first half, and now not so much. But Patty Mills has always been there, reliable, available. So for that, I give him a lot of credit. And for me, he has an A-. Last, we have Cam Thomas, who, of course, has been on fire the past eight games. Hopefully, this is like a breakout for him. He's had much more of an opportunity than we expected this year with Kevin Durant being out and Kyrie not playing full-time and all that. So Cam Thomas, we knew he can score the ball. I was kind of looking forward to seeing what else he can do 
Um, I think he's a better passer than most people give him credit for, and Cam Thomas thinks the narrative that he can't pass is trash. He said that before, so defensively, there's been times where he's been in the wrong place and leaves a guy open. We've seen it, of course, with uh, Cam Thomas, but just offensively, such a talented guy. I think he's somewhere from C plus to B minus. I think, you know, I like him. I'll give him a B minus here. So, you know, his three-point percentage can be up, of course, but just scoring the basketball and being a guy that can help maybe close out games in the future, he can be that guy. And he's just one of those people you can bring off the bench. If you need scoring, he'll give that to you. So he just has to work on the defensive end, get more experience, you know, work on like the passing and finishing at the rim and all that type of crap. But for the most part, we see all the potential that Cam Thomas has. And I'm still shocked that he fell to pick number 27 in the draft. So for me, it's a B minus and I'm looking forward to see how this kid's career turns out with the Brooklyn Nets. So that'll do it for the video. Leave in the comments, where would you grade these players? Do you agree, disagree with what I said? Um, I'll talk to you guys after probably a few games in the second half. I don't know when exactly that will be, but I'm actually going to the Nets-Celtics game. I have not been to a Nets game in like three years, so this is going to be a fun experience for me. It's been a while, so maybe I'll see Ben Simmons make his Nets debut. I'm hoping at least, so we'll find out there. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this video, and I'll talk to you guys next time.